We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hi, Jetta Cameron, John Ritchie. It is uh, 94 WIP. Eagles in the Super Bowl in five days. We had mentioned it earlier. LeBron tonight goes for the all-time scoring record in basketball, and he'll probably get it. He's 36 points, and I'm sure. Uh, and look, he's he's been scoring that like pretty regularly lately, um, and I'm sure they'll feed him the rock a little extra. So that that'll be something worth watching as well. All right, uh, on the Super Bowl, let's get into it because uh, Ross Tucker is on the scene, and he's been a great guest of our show the entire season. Ross is always brought to us by First Trust Bank, official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles, and we talk to Ross right now live from Arizona. How you doing, Ross? I am doing awesome. How are you guys doing? Good, buddy. Great. So you're there. We're not. You're in a cool spot. We're in a cool spot, but you're in a more unique spot for access. What has stood out to you so far, Ross? I mean, give us the sights and sounds of things you know that we might not know here. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was a little bit surprised last night at the opening night thing. Two things jumped out to me, and I don't know – what they show on TV or what, you know, people were able to see or if anybody watched it or whatever. Uh, The two things that jumped out to me, definitely at least on Monday night of opening night, definitely more Chiefs fans here than there were Eagles fans. Now, 
I know a lot of Eagles fans coming later in the week. I think it, you know, obviously Kansas City is much closer. I guess I wonder if there's more people from Kansas City that move to Arizona or retire here as opposed to more people in Philly maybe retire in Florida. I don't know. Uh, But I did think it was noteworthy that there were more Chiefs fans here last night than Eagles fans. That's number one. The other thing that I thought was really interesting, you know, the Eagles had a very workmanlike approach to opening night last night, which is basically what they used to call media day. Sure. Um, very workmanlike, you know, very um, forthright, serious answers, you know. On, 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 on brand, right, Ross? Like, that's the 2022 Eagles. On, on brand when they speak publicly at a microphone, right? Yeah, well, certainly hurts. Yeah, certainly hurts. Um, but it's interesting because, like, when the Chiefs came out, they were kind of playing to the crowd a little bit. You know, like Mahomes was putting his hand near his ear like, I can't hear you. And then hmm. Frank Clark was going around the, all four parts of the stage. And I don't know. It, you know, So the, the Chiefs the were looser. Players, <clears throat> definitely looser. Now, the question always is, it's so funny, and you never really know the answer, right? But the question is, are the, are the Chiefs too loose? Are, are they not focused mm-hmm. enough? Are they not serious enough? Or are the Eagles too tight? You know, I'm not um, somebody that can, like, psychoanalyze body language or whatever. But without question, objectively, the Chiefs were a looser, goosier, uh, having more fun, relaxed bunch last night. The hmm. Eagles were the yeah. more serious team. And I guess anybody can decide for themselves which which they would rather have the Eagles be. Well, there is there's I think there's a third choice in here, if I may, Ross, which is I get why you're saying loose and loosey goosey, but there's also the real possibility the Eagles are just quiet, confident. Which you know, wow. let's think about. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I, Jalen Hurts, if he's the leader of this team, we know he's all business. He's serious. I mean, Travis Kelsey is not all business, you know, and and he's one of those leaders for the Chiefs. You know, they've been there before. They're a little more familiar. I think it makes a lot of sense that they would act out a little more in that setting. But the the irony is the Chiefs are going to lose. Yeah. So do you you pick up on that vibe uh, there, Ross? Uh, Do do, uh, people feel as confident there in Arizona as we do here in Philadelphia? No, I don't think so. No, I, I think um, people out here nationally very much think it's going to be a good game. Very mm-hmm. much think it's going to be a toss-up game. There is still a, a stent of skepticism for some people with Hurts. Yeah. Because it's interesting, you know, they saw him last year, didn't play great. This year he had a really good year, but like a lot of those games were Sunday 1 o'clock games. And then – the last couple games in the playoffs, he didn't really play that great, and it feels like the rest of the team is the dominant portion of the team. So the perception out here for sure is that there's a there's a big gap between Hertz and Mahomes. There's definitely uh-huh. a gap. I think we can all decide how big of a gap that is. I don't know. I, I said this today. I was actually on Good Morning Football, you know, the, on NFL Network, the TV show. And tell me what you guys think about this. On the one hand, I, think it's, I do think it's going to be a close game. And that makes me nervous because 
we've seen Mahomes make the critical play to win the game late in important critical games over and over and over again. Whereas Hertz, he really hasn't done that. We really haven't seen him do that that much. Uh, the flip side is, if you look back, and Joe, you probably have done this, you know, you can say that five years ago when the Eagles, you know, played the Patriots, but you could say that a lot of years, well, they've got the MVP, they've got the best player sure. in the league, if it's a close game late, it favors him. Usually the MVP loses. Usually the best player's team loses this game. So I don't know if it's usually, but I, it's funny you bring that up. I thought of that earlier today, and my quick, and I only did a few years, it, it has happened quite a number. And it, look, last year, the reality is that if you're just talking about who who's the better quarterback, Joe Burrow's a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford. Joe Burrow lost. I don't think the MVP of the league has won it since Warner. I could be wrong about that. I'm, I believe that I'm is pretty correct. Sure, Warner was the last MVP of the league to win yeah. the Super Bowl. I mean, which was which, by the way, was like sort of a uh, I don't want to say fluky MVP, but like just I mean, it came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. Just bizarre. Yeah. Came out of nowhere. No question. Ross, let me ask you the same question I asked Jaws last hour. Other than Patrick Mahomes, what concerns you the most for the Eagles in the Super Bowl? Um, probably Jalen Hurts. In what sense? I don't think he has played very well. Certainly did not play very well against the 49ers. And if the Eagles are not able to physically dominate, if they're not able to run the ball on the Chiefs, like I think they probably will be able to. But let's just say they're not. I'm not sure Hertz is going to be able to win the game for them. I think Spagnolo is going to put it on Hertz. And why wouldn't you? I mean, if you're the D coordinator, why wouldn't you load the box, make Jalen Hurts beat you? And whether it's you just don't think he's good enough or he's not playing as well since of the injury. I am concerned about Jalen Hurts' ability to make the big plays in the passing game that the Eagles might need to win this. I think well, it's okay. geez, by the way. I'm not. I'm, I'm not I'm either. Not. But and you really think that's how he's going to go about this, like load up the box and, and force him to the air? Because there were teams who tried that earlier in the season, and Jalen went bonkers. On him, like, pre-shoulder injury. So Russ, let's get to the last. Okay, Russ, let's get to the last game. What is your theory of why Jalen Hurts did not hook up with those receivers on those plays? Do you think it's the sh- because he had passed good after the shoulder injury prior to the last game? What's your theory? Well, it's interesting you say that, Joe, because now I want to like go back and watch the Giants game because my perception was that he played really well in that game. But maybe he didn't play quite as well as I thought. Maybe that first throw to Devontae kind of clouded how well Hurts really played in that game. Um, but that's my, my perception of what happened in the game is a couple of things. First of all, it was very windy in the NFC Championship game. There were certainly gusts of wind. And I also I want to give the Niners DB some credit. I mean, you know, some of those balls, Jalen put on the money – and the Niners' corners were right there, stride for stride with A.J. Brown, Devontae, and they made plays on the ball. I mean, that was supposed to be a big advantage for the Eagles, and I think I said it during the broadcast, I thought the Niners' corners actually stepped up in that game. How, uh, how do you expect we're going to go about contending with uh, Travis Kelsey? Uh, do we devote two players to him all the time? Is it C.J. Gardner-Johnson go out there and try to man him up? 
What what what's the best way to deal with them? Yeah, I think they'll change it up, um, John. I I think it's really critical that Gannon, who I was talking to for a while last night, um, talking with, um, that he's able to at least make Mahomes hesitate. You mm-hmm. just can't let him throw the ball, you know, to Kelsey or whomever for that matter on the first read, just throw the ball real quick out of his hands. You know, usually you almost feel the opposite of this with Mahomes, but I kind of feel like the longer the ball is in his hands, the more it favors the Eagles because the longer the ball is in his hands, the, the better chance there is for the pass rush to get there, and also the more he has to move around on that angle. Yeah. Whereas if he's getting rid of the ball quickly, that takes me back a little bit to – Last year makes me nervous when people were able to complete 80% of their passes against Eagles. Nobody did that this year, right? Like, nobody, I'm trying to think. But was they didn't, but there they, no, there wasn't. But, they didn't, but Ross, they didn't face those dudes. And that's where this becomes intriguing and, and sort of you, you venture into the unknown. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Well, they, well, Rodgers had a pretty good game. Dak had a very good game when he played against the Eagles in week 16 or whatever that's called, third to last game good anymore. Point. And other than that, I mean, Kirk Cousins isn't good enough to measure up to that sort of caliber. They clobbered him, but, I mean, he's just a slightly above-average QB, and everybody else was just average or below average. I mean, so they, they, they I faced a, a lot um, of Daniel Joneses and below that this year. Yeah, Joe, I had um, uh, Carrington Harrison, who does the uh, afternoon drive for KC Radio for Odyssey. I had him on the Ross Tucker podcast this morning, and that was his point. His point was the Eagles haven't had to play Burrow, they haven't had to play Josh Allen. They haven't had to play anybody close to as good as like they haven't even the Eagles haven't even played a tier two quarterback, let alone the best player in the world. Well, they played one. I mean, Dak's probably tier two. He might have ventured out of it by the end of the well, year. Well, he's but... not. He's not on the same tier as Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. Uh, I agree Dak with is, you. No, Dak I, I, is I, tier three. Well, yeah. If you if you break it up that way, I, I agree. I agree with that. Hey Ross, uh, they have a weak link on their offensive line and Andrew Wiley. How weak is he and how much can we take advantage of that? Um, I was talking with him a lot last night, John, and I, I, I interviewed him. By the way, grew up on a Christmas tree farm, mm. which I thought was interesting, in uh, middle of nowhere, Michigan. Uh, he expects to see a lot of Hassan Reddick, yeah. and he said he thinks he's really good. Um, I, I would suspect that the Chiefs are not that stupid. You know, the interesting thing is Andy can't help himself. He's not going to run the ball. I agree He's with gonna that. He's going to throw it. I agree. He cannot help himself. Like, yeah. even, if, even if you could argue that maybe the Chiefs should pound Pacheco, kind of slow down the pass rush, you know, keep the ball away from the Eagles, that's just not what Andy's going to do. Right. And I think Reddick can get the better of Wiley for sure because, you know, and the thing is, is the other side, and I didn't realize this, Orlando Brown, because he's on the franchise tag, everybody talks so highly about him. They are two of the four worst tackles in the NFL in terms of pressures allowed this year. Mm. Two of the four. Now, that said, Mahomes only been sacked a little bit here in the playoffs because he's doing so well at getting rid of the football. So that's the whole thing is Gannon cannot let Mahomes be comfortable and throw his first read make him have to pull the ball down, make him have to at least get to his second read so that 
the other guys have enough time to get to Mahomes and start to hit him. Ross, let me ask you a question about Andy Reid here, and I'm curious your opinion. And look, I'm I love him, and I'm I'm really pro him. But the difference in his legacy, win or lose, frame it this way: if he wins, he goes two and two in Super Bowl history. If he loses, he's one and three. And by the way, with like a ton of cracks of great teams, all the great teams in Philly, non-playoff appearances, all the great teams in KC, I believe I believe it's nine playoff appearances. That would be eighteen. I mean, at what point, if he loses, is he viewed as the Atlanta Braves of the 90s into the 2000s? Like, yeah, they won one, but should have won more. Difference in his legacy, win or lose? I think it's significant, but I also think he won the one, right? So, like, he's not Dan Reeves or Marv Levy or even, like, to a lesser extent, like a Marty Schottenheimer. He got the one. And the one is a huge separator and differentiator from zero. But to your point, Joe, two puts you in a different category. Totally. I mean, a lot listen, of guys have won one Super Bowl. Totally. Not very many have won multiple. Um, I think he is probably a top five head coach in league history. I think in the court of public opinion, he needs to win another one for that to be the consensus. Because otherwise, there will always be the people that will say, well, you got Belichick, you got Bill Walsh, you got Chuck Knoll, you got, you got uh, Shula. Marcel's even. Shula and Landry. A couple. Yep. Shula. I think he's got to get another one for everybody to say, yep, he's a top five coach and he's going to be a Hall of Famer for sure. I mean, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. No question. But it's a matter of, like, if he, he's a slam dunk or not. All right, Ross. The Ross Tucker – I'm even going to give you a plug here. I'm going to help you out. The Ross Tucker Football Podcast Prediction. See what I see what I did there, Ross? Look at you. I love that. Because yeah, I, yeah, want to, I want to I, go – I want to match you. Like every Ross Tucker Football Podcast mentioned by Ross Tucker Football Podcast, I want to make sure I Ross Tucker Football Podcast him back. All right, what is the Ross Tucker Football Podcast Prediction? Well, especially when I'm saying this on the midday show <laughs> with Joe DeCamera and John Ritchie, which will soon be in the morning. It's going to be an awesome show. Thank you, buddy. Um, I've kind of gone back and forth on this one because I do think it's a close game and I am nervous about Mahomes' ability to make plays late in close games and we just haven't seen Hurts really do it. That said, the Eagles are the best team. They've been the best team all year. This is the best team in franchise history. And after they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, People will be talking all week next week, including me with you guys, about where they stand in terms of the best NFL teams ever. Correct. I don't think it's going to be easy. 27-24 birds. Wow, that's close. That's tight, and that's a nervous Sunday night until that clock hits zero. All right. Ross, by the way, if if James had started the drum roll again, it would have been a three drum roll. It's like if you, you know, when you have like a three flush, you know, situation and it's rare, but it happens. What do you mean? Well, (laughs) (laughs) hey, Ross, uh, Ross is always brought to us by First Trust Bank, official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. Ross, have a wonderful time out there. We look forward to talking to you next week. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks, Thanks, pal. All right. There he is. Ross Tucker. Good stuff right there, man. He is a lot less confident than I am. Me too. All throughout, it was, man, he, he just can't get quite to where you and I are. Uh, I, we believe that this doesn't have to be close. I Look, 
part of part of his reasoning was that he's never seen Jalen Hurts uh, beat a team with the game on the line late, and he's seen Patrick Mahomes do that. Part of the reason Jalen hasn't done that is because this team is so incredibly strong, they beat teams by halftime. Haven't had to. Yeah. Yeah. I, why does it have to be that different? Well, let me, yeah, okay, like this, let me, this team is better. Yeah. This, this Chiefs team, absolutely. They are better than what we faced. But we are still the best team in the NFL. I, I believe that. Well, I do too. We, but, can, we can put it on this group. All right, let me, let me play it out this way and, and tell me what your answer becomes to this, John. So we all know in, in basketball, it's, it's the last second shot define Jordan it's a big part of Kobe it, you know um in football it's the two-minute drill for the quarterback like it's the it's it's on the line Eagles are down four there's uh two minutes and 12 seconds to go Jalen's got two timeouts and he gets the ball at the 20-yard line how do you feel what's your confidence level in him in that moment we have we have two minutes. Two minutes, twelve seconds. You got to go eighty uh, yards, and you're down by four points. I feel great about that because of his weapons and because he'll make the right decision at the right time. Uh, I would expect Spags uh, to blitz at some point during those plays because that's what he does. I mean, once they get to, once we get into that red zone, it's like clockwork. Spags is going zero blitz, and he's going to send the house. And when that happens against a quarterback like Jalen, he can take advantage of that in so many ways. Well, the thing that's scary Not for me throwing, about – Okay, the thing that is scary for me about that scenario, it goes to what Ross was talking about. I mean, we, we haven't seen it much at all. Just We just haven't. James, I mean, it's – Yeah, the indie game, like this year, is the only game where they like came from mind late. You know, we've had some close games where other teams caught up because they kind of took their foot off the gas yep. or whatever. But that was really the only one where they were down late and Jalen had to lead them to victory. And so, that was the Colts, James, their four-win team. What's the part of this whole game that perhaps we've missed in the midst of all of our confidence, yours, John, and me, where the line's small and we're uber confident? What are we missing? Well, I, honestly, I don't think we're missing it. I just think it comes back to Mahomes. Like, I just think that that this dude has proven that he deserves to not be taken lightly. And and if I and look, we haven't even considered the Eagles losing, but we all know that if they, they did, it would be because Mahomes did something awesome and made it happen. So I, I just think it's the Mahomes factor. I, I just think that it's it's silly to bet against him and a lot of people won't. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Your opportunity to weigh in. Joe Cameron, John Rich as we move till two o'clock. Chris Times yours one forty five. Audio of Jalen Hurts coming up next. You'll hear that from last night. Things that stood out. On 94 WIP. Hey, guys, this Valentine's Day. Give her the next best thing to wearing nothing at all with soft, silky, naturally nude pajamas. Available exclusively at Pajamagram. Sexy and sultry, naturally nude pajamas that feel just like her soft skin. Even more alluring than lingerie. The texture and touch of these pajamas, so seductive that you'll both love the feel of them. Leave nothing in the imagination with naturally nude pajamas. Look, she'll love the feeling of wearing next to nothing at all, and you'll love them. Order today and save 25% using promo code NUDE. That's promo code NUDE. One of the great words in the English language, promo code NUDE. A 25% saving on a best-selling Valentine's Day gift from pajamagram.com, and they'll even wrap up the whole gift for you and ship it off for free. So get in using promo code NUDE. Remember, they sold out prior to Christmas. So as we approach Valentine's Day and one week to go, uh, get in get in soon. With pajamagram.com, promo code NUDE to save 25% off on your order of naturally nude pajamas.
Some people think you'll never fall in love. And for many, 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 many years, many of us thought we really might die before seeing the Eagles win a, win a Super Bowl. I mean, I we did. might. I did. Did you really, James? Yeah, I just I just thought it would never happen. Like, I, I, I would say it would happen, but I couldn't actually envision it happening. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's wild. And then we saw it, and I think we're going to see it again. Joe Cameron and John Ritchie. Speaking of things we're going to see again, we're going to see a big record fall really soon and it'll probably be as soon as tonight lebron needs 36 points to pass kareem as the nba's all-time leading scorer our twitter poll question of the day and it's brought to us by pi dental center your smile is the first thing that others see when they meet you learn about and schedule your complimentary evaluation at pi dentalcenter.com today's question do you care that lebron is about to become the nba's nba's all-time leading scorer a yes b no let's each go on the record ourselves john do you care yeah i, I do it's, too it's a massive accomplishment. It's a big one, man. Yeah. <laughs> it is. James, do you care? Absolutely. I mean, again, I, there's another thing. I never thought I'd see this. I never thought someone would play long enough and be consistent enough to break Kareem's record. Because Kareem played for a long time. Forever, man. dude. Like, forever. Yeah. Now, LeBron does have the advantage of the three-point shot, which Kareem course, did not have. Of course. You know, essentially done. He had it's very like end. my whole life. Like, Kareem was the lead. Like, you know, I'm 41. Yeah. So, since I started knowing about sports, Kareem has been the NBA's leading scorer All my right. whole life. And prior to that, it was Wilt. And, you know, who knows prior to that. Uh, John, uh, do people care? Yes or no? Where do you think the results came in? Uh, close to 50-50, I guess. Uh, he's so far away, removed, like even geographically, that it's, some of the interest is going to fall by the wayside. So I'm going to say like 55% say yes. So I thought it'd be like that, and it's uh, pretty overwhelming one way, and it's not a, in a way that indicates interest. <laughs> 79% no. of people don't care. Really? Now, I will say— It's a shame. It, well, I just, it is a shame, but I will just say this. In a different town— at a different time, or even our town in a different time, you could get a different result. We are very wrapped up in the Eagles. And obviously it is Eagles fans that are voting on a WIP poll. 79% don't care. And James, it is a shame because, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a major record. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Let's go to the phones, 215-592. And by the way, it's also not just some, like, you know, good player. It's like the second greatest player of all time doing it. I like, think you know, that's like likely. That should add to the, the gravitas of it. I know. But, you know, he has bugged a lot of people, a lot of twists and turns, and I think that factors in. Yeah. You know, which is, it just is what it is, you know? Let's talk to Sean right now. Sean, you're on WIP. E-A-G-L-E-S, boys, let's go. Yeah, usually it's followed by an Eagles, but yeah, good enough. <laughs> you, 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 did right, six, you did six-seventh of what you were supposed to do. All right. All right, let's go, guys. Five <laughs> days to go. Yep. All right, yep. and we are ready. Uh, I, I, and I'm surrounded down here by Ravens and and uh, Redskins fans, so uh, this is going to be even more special after we win it. And just think about next week, guys. After we win this thing Sunday, we got a parade. We go right into hell, my favorite sport. We go right into baseball, yeah. and we go right to Clearwater. So there's none of this long pause. Where we gotta wonder what we're gonna do. I mean, we're going right from one sport to another. Well, let me just say uh, this, Sean, because you're about the tenth person I've heard say that. And while I appreciate that, I do think it shortchanges the Seventy Sixers. I mean, listen, I get it. I get we're all psyched on the Phils, but you know, let's recognize, man, the Sixers are in the midst of a pretty damn good stretch, and they will contend for a title. They might fall short. 
and they'll probably fall short, but they might not. And and they are they are going to be coming down the stretch soon, and, and that is cool. No, you're right. Let me get into that too, Joe, because I'm one of those 79 that you just came up with. Yep. With regards to LeBron, it's a great accomplishment. I'm not taking anything away from LeBron, but I'm one of those that really, you know, doesn't care, and and it's because of the product that the NBA is putting out. Yeah, I know. The way that they're running their league, we saw it with Irving over the weekend. We had to live through it with Ben Simmons. Yeah. Uh, The product product is bad, and that's taking away from people's care about what's going on in that league. I agree with you a thousand percent. It's a shame. It really is. By the way, LeBron's part of that also, which is – you know, he's culpable with not all of it, but some of it. The super team thing. He started and it a little bit. He kind of did. I mean, Greg, listen, Greg Popovich started a lot of the rest and players thing. If sure. Pop hadn't done that with an old Tim Duncan, you know, so you got multiple issues and it's been a problem. Sean, give me a big answer in honor of Jason and Travis Kelsey, a great combination of brothers. How about uh, two more uh, Hall of Famers, Phil and Tony Esposito? You got it, the Esposito. How are we three hours and 37 minutes into the show and no one has said the Kennedys? I'm just I'm just asking. Well, we have someone on hold. Sorry, Jim and Philadelphia. Uh, well, Jim and Philly, it's I mean. It's a no, tough break for you, Jim. In all due respect, you should have called sooner. <laughs> I mean, guys, we're three hours and 37 minutes in. We have a president and another guy who might have been president, and, and they both got killed, and they're both very famous. I mean, we had a stadium. So we had a voted. stadium here in Philly, you know, in Philadelphia, oh, called yeah. JFK. Yeah. So you would have we voted for that We have a road still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh? You would have voted for that answer. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe so the Wright brothers. Take it? Because the, the, the audience needs to be scolded <laughs> for the fact that we're three hours and now 38 minutes into the show and it hadn't been said. Not my fault. Not, not my fault. Not my fault. Yeah, had to be scolded. Not my fault. Yeah, you know, I told someone one time in Philadelphia the sports. Best, the best move to, to scold your yeah. audience. Well, I told someone in Philly sports one time. I say, yeah, I know. Normally the customer is always right, except for, you know, when I say otherwise. I told someone in Philly sports one time. I said, um, it was something along the lines of, and I, and I said it in a pleasant way, but I said, just no. Anything I say on, on WIP, it's very simple. I just say what needs to be said based on how you guys perform. You do great, I'll indicate you did great. If you're in the middle, I'll indicate you're, you're in the middle. If you guys stink, I'm going to go on the air and say you stink. Like, what I say is simply a reflection of what you do. So don't get mad at me. It's mm-hmm. up, to, up to you. It's a good way to go about it's, it. It's up to you. That's my rule. That's my So standard. does the guy who was going to say that answer stink? <laughs> I don't, Poor no, Jim. Oh, oh, man. Jim we'll get to him. in. He was, like, so excited to wait on hold what to get answer. in there and give his answer. All right, we'll, timer. We will get Jim on the air, but first let's hear from Jalen Hurts. Um, he talked a lot last night, obviously. There's a lot of audio and. Frankly, we haven't been able to get to all of it today because it's just been a busy show. But some stuff we do want to play, and this one really stood out because, you know, John, we know he's gone through a lot. uh, And a lot of people have been critical, and I'll raise my hand. I was one of them, Um, which is ironic because based on what I just said. But he had not played as well as this before. I did not, though, see his career becoming this. God bless him for what it's become. He puts in the work. He does it, and he's remarkable. And he talked last night about having heard – the critics. It's something that I embrace. It's something that I embrace. I embraced all of the opinions. I embraced all of the, the hate, the doubt, um, and I didn't let it define me. And I and I won't start letting it define me now. It's an interesting thing, Johnny says he won't let it define him. But I will say this: I think it is probably a defining aspect of why he's so a motivator is what you're saying more than a defining. Yes, 
it's got to be a pretty big part. I mean, when you're doubted, yeah. it's got to give you a little extra something in there. Not no for everybody. Question. Some some people go the wrong way. Well, but most for him, people most people crumble when they're met with that level yeah. of adversity. And and he's used it as the the opposite. You know, a real motivation. It's really admirable. And yeah, so mentally tough. And this is part of why his he's journey dealt with it. Now he also talked last night. You know, um, his college experience unique. Um, you know, multiple teams, two big time programs, quarterback in both of them, but obviously benched and doubted and all that. And my guess is it, it probably helped him. I feel like I was going through a really tough time in college, um, going through things that no one else was really going through. Going through, um, And I, I knew I was going through it for a reason. I really believe that. So that's what I double-dialed on. And I, you know, I believe faith, faith without work is dead. So while you have faith, you can't you know, not be doing anything. So I had a lot of faith, and I put a lot of work in, and I never stopped believing in myself. And, um, and believe in what could be. So I had limit, limitless, uh, limitless possibilities. Yeah, you know, at the end, he, he, limitless possibilities is an interesting phrase. But I'll say what grabbed my attention, John, when he spoke. When I first heard that, I thought, man, that line about you know going through something that quote probably uh, something no one else has gone through. I thought, oh, that 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 can't be. Then I thought about it. It probably is true. From this standpoint, because, you know, other people have been doubted and other people switch schools and other people have been the quarterback in two programs. But here's what's really unique about his. Benched in a championship game. Right. Benched in a championship game. And then that the world a was whole not that the whole world. Yeah, this isn't volleyball. It's very public adversity. Very facing, public. Yes. I mean, you know, you think about public adversity for college students. That's big time. Listen, we all know Chris oh, yeah. Weber 30 years ago. When he called that timeout, that's about the most public scrutiny a college athlete can have, and that was a tough, sad situation. I felt for him. I'll never forget seeing Still Chris Weber. Still lives with it to this day. I He's think so. About it. He's mentioned it, and yeah. it's something that many people think of first. I do when, when they think, think of Chris when Weber. I think of Chris Weber, it's the very uh, sadly it's a shame. great player. He was the very first thing that popped yeah. in my mind. So, but you know, and Hertz not only was benched, he then sat behind the other guy for a year, then transferred. And then finished second in a Heisman vote, vote, Heisman Trophy voting at a different university. It is probably something that literally no one else has gone through from that standpoint. Can't imagine anyone else has. 215-592-9494. Now that sort of adversity, though, I will say pales in comparison. You know, I'm even going to honor him and call him our next guest. Our next guest, he goes by the name Jim in Philadelphia. He was going to say the Kennedys because I did him dirty saying the Kennedys. I will honor him. Jim, you are a guest on today's show. Good afternoon, Jim. Yeah, yeah, another prep guy putting a Doherty guy down. Jesus. Well, it's so I, easy. Should I, should I podcast so this? Or? Yeah. You're so much smarter. Yeah. Well, you don't have to tell me, Jim. I mean, I'm well aware yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't afford it. I was in there. <laughs> so, Jim, talk to us about the birds. You all pumped up? Oh, man, I, I told James I'll be pacing all week, you know, so – the wife's out uh, substituting because she hates when I call the show. She's like, do stuff around the house. But anyway, I, I'm giving away too much information. <laughs> but, yeah, thanks, Joe. Appreciate uh, it. If you're going to do Nicholson, do Nicholson on Cuckoo's Nest doing the World Series game with no TV. And ask, and ask for a wiener somehow. 
<laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, you, were, you know what I'm talking no, about? No, I don't. I don't get the reference. What movie is that? On, on the cuckoo's nest. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Series yeah. with no television. There you go. Yeah, there now you, go. you should try to copy that one, John. You got to listen to more music. Try to keep Joe in line. I'll try. Um, yeah, I know it's hard. I did see Henrik, so there you go. In wow. 1970, so nice. Temple Stadium of all places. Amazing. You said Temple yeah. Temple Stadium. Yeah, on I, Avenue, I swear to God, I've never heard of Temple Stadium. And James, uh, you went to Temple. Do you know Temple Stadium? I, I didn't know Temple Stadium. No. So, Jim, when did Temple Stadium get knocked down? That's a good question. I have no idea. Wow. I, they probably should have knocked it down after that show. Dead <laughs> 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 Steve Miller. You know, wow. I got to tell you, Jim, as, as guests go, you go to the top of the line today. We've had Ross. We've had Jaws. We've had Elliot. You're number one I, guest today, Jim. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that, even though you stole my. All right. Well, listen, you can still win, though. You can still win this prize. Give me a different great brothers combination. All right. I'll go De Niro and Pesci and Raging Bull. Uh, it's De Niro and Pesci. That's right. Jim, great phone call, man. That's right. Those guys in Raging 1997, Bull. 1997, Temple Stadium was around, Joe. And I'm where did he say it was? Uh, so it was, he said it was in Cheltenham. It's on Cheltenham Avenue, or it was, uh, in West Oak Lane. So. Come on, James, you're, you're Temple Tucker. I, I should have done that. I, Tucker, you're, oh, he's not in here anymore. It took Tucker off? Laugh. Yeah, oh, Tucker's so someone from guy. down the hallway came and told you? No, Tucker Bagley, the yep. producer of the next show, is sure. also a Temple guy. He was just in here. I was going to ask him. He's younger than you. I was going to ask if he knew a Temple. He's like a big Temple guy. He um, like is like a Temple, like, okay. you know, you're like not, like actually watches every Temple I mean, I am, but I don't watch every Temple football like game anymore. Kinda... He does. Yeah, James, you it do. Hales and I, listen. I have two degrees from Temple. All right, I've done more than enough to support Temple. Okay. Wow. I have. You've done more than <laughs> enough. Do, okay. Here's the question, James Seltzer. James Seltzer. Do you donate to your university? I don't make enough money to donate to my university. No. Okay, so I, w- I will yeah. someday. I will. Te- let's put it. Temple's the one. Like of all the places I've been, Temple's the one I identify with. Right. The most. Like, I'll just I, say I this. I feel like I'm Temple's my spot. To the powers that be at Temple, this is just me talking. I don't think James is worthy. That's fair. Of being invited to like a gala event. Well, I haven't been. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Well, they, they, they know until, what the- until they do. Maybe <laughs> yeah. you know it could change the perspective. Wow. Here. By the way, one other quick thing, and then time's yours. I just want to say, talking about things that have happened in the last week, and we haven't been able to squeeze into the show because we've been so Eagles-focused. There is a story that came out last week that 30 years ago would have been so big, would have been so big, it's all we would have talked about on WIP for for five straight days. And it involves the Big Five. And I bet you like 90% of people listening don't even know that last week it was announced the Big Five are going to have a completely new configuration. Drexel's basically in. There's going to be every year now – Three teams from the Big Five will play each other. What? And the other three teams from the Big Five will play each other. And then there's, like, some kind of, like, championship game. What? The Big Five is, like, a whole different thing, and, like, no one even knows about it. I didn't know about yeah. it. Yeah. And 30 years ago, it would have been a massive deal. Wow. Here, here Here's an article from Tucker the— Tucker would have known about that. He probably would have. Yeah. Tucker would have been all over that. Article from The Athletic, it says the Philly Six, it's called the Philly Six, has found sure. a, new, a new solution. Sure, it's called the Philly Six. A new sure. solution. Yeah, and, and, and I, by the way, maybe we'll get to this from the Eagles all season. Did Drexler really deserve entrance? No, it's the Big Five for a reason. It's the Big Five. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying here. Um, sorry, all Drexel people, but I'm just saying. Big <laughs> Five is, sorry. you know. It's what it is. It says the Philly Six has found a solution to keep the Big Five tradition alive after months of conversation and searching for solutions to reinvent the deep-rooted city series Administrators and, and coaches have agreed to institute a new format starting with the 2023-2024 season. It says, uh, under the new format, the six schools, the traditional Big Five teams, 
LaSalle, Penn, Temple, St. Joe's, and Nova, and Drexel will split into two three-team pots. The pot teams will play each other in November with the winners matching up based on their record in a triple header. This is part of cool. A triple header designated fifth place, third place, and championship game at the Wells Fargo Center on the first Saturday in December. Hey, come on. Hey, come on. Yeah. All right, let's do what we do every single day at this time. And I mean it. 30 years ago, that would have been a huge story, and it's a shame how far the Big Five has fallen that most people don't even know that that happened last week. That's a great point. Nobody even knows. No, it would have been a big deal back then. Nobody even knows. Let's hit it with Tom's yours. Around 1225, Richie made a point that the Eagles could be the first team if they win the Super Bowl and don't have a turnover to do so throughout the playoffs. Joe then responds, well, yeah, but in the Super Bowl era. Well, of course in the Super Bowl era. You can't wear the Super Bowl if you don't <laughs> play during that era. Joe, sometimes you're just looking for things that aren't there. Well, Next, all right, we all right. Yeah, listen, good, good point, good point, but I'd be interested to know if John's fact is correct, meaning – was he only re- did he read something that only referenced since the playoffs have been expanded to this many teams? Right. Like when Green Bay won Super Bowl one, James, how many playoff games did they play? Do you know? Two, no, maybe? I was thinking two max. I was thinking maybe, maybe two, yeah, maybe yeah. one. I don't know. Might have only been one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So my guess is John saw a fact that has a it's got a kernel it, of truth in there. Yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. That's my Who guess. Said that Kirk Cousins wasn't big time. Did you see that Pro Bowl? 15 for 19, <laughs> 155 yards and three touchdowns. I'll tell you what, he played he quarterbacks flag football better than my 10-year-old son. Man, that guy's amazing. <laughs> That's a great call, man. Kylie Irving, who? I'm amazed. I'm more amazed than anybody wanted him. More or less than they got him. I don't care if he's the best player in the league. What a turd he is. Always got a problem. He always self-destructs every team he's on. And I wouldn't I wouldn't want the Sixers to get him at all unless we could trade maybe stock for him. But even then we could cut him. But that I don't know, man. I got Kyle Kyrie, I don't know how they got anything for him. I don't know who would want him. But I guess Dallas did. Time to us. Well, Kyrie's a fool. He's a fool. He's an idiot. He is a fool, but he's yeah. an incredible he player. He's remarkable. He is. And when that, he plays. When he plays, yeah. when he chooses to play. Yeah. And with that, we shut it down. The time's yours line. Leave Joe and John a message of your thoughts, compliments, and complaints. Call 215-238-4500. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. 
Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.